You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Ravens postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. And with my guy, Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and also the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. So we talked about the loss that the Ravens had against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. And the question has come about now, Cordell. Is Lamar going to come back and play um, this season? And by at the very least, regular season. But yes, playoff is is a concern as well. We have not seen Lamar in over a month now, and um, he hasn't practiced as of yet. And so there's a concern. There's a concern that once again, there's going to be another week where you have Tyler Huntley as the starting quarterback. And this game on Sunday was potentially going to be a huge matchup depending on the outcome of the Buffalo-Cincinnati game, which we know um, got canceled, and we'll talk about that later. But essentially, the point I'm making is that the Ravens are still out of the AFC North division title, and yet there's no sight of – it doesn't seem like there's been a sight of Lamar. And so, you know, what's the concern that you're hearing around – potentially Lamar not playing until the playoffs maybe and or maybe not at all. Yeah, I mean, you look at it right now, Rita, let's let's be realistic. Uh I think it'll be very tough for the Ravens to win a playoff game. Um with or without Lamar. I think the Ravens are pro- is, is going to be tough for them. Um so you got to look at it as like worst case scenario, the Ravens have 2 weeks left in the season. And this right here is, your, your, you know, second to last week. Is Lamar going to practice this week? Um, that's the question mark. And I can't say that I feel overly confident that we will. I'm not saying that I don't think he won't. I'm, I'm kind of at the point now where I really have to wait and see because I don't think anything is a, is a definite. Um, he, looked a, he looked a lot better to me when I saw him after this Steelers game in the locker room walking around than I did after uh, who did they play the week before? Uh, Atlanta, after the Atlanta game. Um, that said, I mean, nothing would surprise me right now if, if Lamar's not out there on the, on the practice field. So um, for their sake, I hope he is because they need him back out there. And, you know, John Harbaugh said when, when, when we asked him on Monday, uh, whether or not he expected Lamar back on the field. He said he didn't know. He didn't have an expectation until he heard more uh, today. Today was Monday. 
Um, so we'll see uh, if he's out there. Obviously, it goes without saying they need Lamar on the field. They they need him to be able to give this offense some sort of jolt, jolt because right now um, they're very few, few and far in between. Tyler Huntley obviously is not the quarterback that they need to to lead them into the playoffs right now. It's, it's not going to be pretty for this Ravens team with Tyler Huntley as their starting quarterback. And let me be clear, I'm not saying that things went terrible once Tyler Huntley got in. This offense was, has been looking bad since the end of September. So it's not all on Tyler Huntley. They weren't necessarily firing on all cylinders the last few weeks with Lamar. I want to make that clear. But I also want to make it clear that they're not the same type of team without Lamar Jackson back there. Tyler Huntley can't do the things that Lamar can do. Um, as far as the big big play potential, obviously it substantially goes down when you take number eight out of that offense. You right, see some right. throws that we saw against Pittsburgh and especially late in the game. Uh, it's... It's night and day difference. And Lamar isn't always the most accurate guy, but easily we can tell that Lamar is a better passer um, than Tyler Huntley. So, and, and what's kind of disappointed me the most about Huntley as of late is that he's lost that quick play, you know, that he used to have the quick throws. He used to be able to drop back and find the open guy and just get it out of his hand at least fast. It's not necessarily like, it's always on target, but he's it's on time and he's not even on time anymore right now. It seems like, I mean, him and Mark Andrews clearly connected a lot Sunday night, but overall uh, the offense isn't the same. So hopefully Lamar's back on the practice field this week. If I had to bet, I would, oh my goodness. I really think it's like a 51 49 situation right now. And I'd have to say he's not out there. I, I'm not going to believe he's out there until I actually see him on the field. I, I have no indication to lead me to believe that he's ready to go this week. Harms is reluctant to talk about it as of yes. late. He's not even, I mean, he doesn't want to talk about anything Lamar related. And that's usually something that they would do for guys that aren't in the foreseeable plans right now that, you know, if I don't know, and especially considering the, the stature of Lamar, I just feel like this is a, he, he's unavoidable and realistically they have no shot in the playoffs without him. So to, to act like we don't need something as far as this situation when their season could end next week. Yeah. It, it's a little concerning to me. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not suggesting by any means, that the Ravens should um, start Anthony Brown this week. I said that a couple of weeks ago against the Falcons game because I felt like that, that was if I was if I'm hardball, you got to probably force G uh, Greg Roman to make some runs more than he has been doing, right? But you know, in the Steelers game and even in the Falcons game, they 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 had better um, run plays in terms of play calling so I mean I think he understood the message now I know we argued about the Gus Edwards thing and that's a valid you know point even though I, I truly believe that JK was the better matchup I, I still think that Gus Edwards having three um, carries is still a ridiculous number regardless of how I feel about who was the better back th that night based on the matchup 
that being said, I, I think that this is something that the Ravens are going to have to um, address in the offseason and potentially in training camp. I think that I, I agree with you. I don't I don't know what is going on with Huntley. He didn't play with a well line last year. Um this this line this year is much better. And then for whatever reason, he's escaping. I don't understand what the issue is. I don't get it. You're regressing on a much better offensive line. You're 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 allowing, you're not even trying to just move around with the pressure. Your your first instinct is to, you know, kind of do some escapability. And yes, it's extended some plays that you, you know, gotten some first downs. I'm not saying it hasn't benefited him. I'm just simply saying I don't understand why he has decided to get out of the pocket so soon, so often. And so I brought that up to say I think that this is a conversation that the Ravens need to have in the offseason because I think that Anthony Brown deserves a shot. No, he doesn't have the same type of skill set as Huntley and Lamar in terms of his, his legs. He doesn't really use his legs as much as they do. But number one, I think he has a better arm. I'm curious to see how you know well he could play against an offensive line like that. So you you do need some consistency there. And I feel like we're giving Huntley a lot of credit for these games in which they've won. But I think that the defense deserves the credit for real. And he just so happens to be the quarterback of the teams right. that, you know, that the in which they've won those football games, right? So I say all that to say Tyler Huntley is going to have the Ravens on a quick exit. If he, if he is the starting quarterback for the playoffs come, you know, if, if Lamar is not healthy now, I don't know exactly what's going on either. I feel like a lot of us don't. I think that you saying that him not looking like he was limping this time is encouraging, but it doesn't mean much. Right. I mean, if he hasn't really been practicing and, and all these things, then what's the point? And like you said, we won't find out until, you know, Wednesday when they go out there to practice. So that's really what we're waiting on. And I feel like this is D-Day, right? Like, yeah. You know, what what's happening? What's th That's going to be the day that I feel like everybody's going to be pinpointing on because it's the final game of, you know, the NFL regular season, which then would segue them into the playoffs. And Lamar has not practiced since you know his injury um against the denver broncos so you know i don't know what to think about this i have no idea what's going to happen what i do know cordell is that uh, rusty or not he still is the best person to have an opportunity to win a football game in the playoffs well, than not. tyler huntley i don't well, care if he's i don't care if he's you know, like rusty, rusty, like, oh, I'm 75%. Hey, that 75% is going to be way better than what we got going on right now. So uh, I'm not suggesting that you put a guy out there who is not at least close to being healthy. Let me be clear on that. I'm just simply acknowledging the fact that that 75% is still better than 100% that we're getting right now. Because, again, when I mentioned on the last podcast, having what? was it four touchdowns in five games is disgusting, yeah. despicable, ridiculous. I, mean, it's, it's I got great. a whole bunch of names I could use, but you know, I'll, I'll stop there. Yeah. I mean, in a, like I keep saying, you know, in this day and age when the, the league is trying to, they want you to score points that they want offenses to be Bowman. They make all the rules for you. 
uh, for your offense to be able to go out there and at least get into double digits. I mean, Ravens under on their games is is money. It's easy money. It's the easiest money you'll make, honestly. Um, this offense right now isn't able to consistently score points. And now they're getting to the point to where they can't even stay in field goal range, you know, <laughs> enough to really give Justin Tucker the field goals. He, the, the field goal. Embarrassing. If you're not going to score touchdowns, you better be kicking at least five field goals in that game. You know what I'm saying? Um, they, they can't even consistently do that right now. So, um, yeah, Lamar Jackson needs to be on the field if he is able to play. Um, that would be the the only chance that I think that the Ravens have being able to sustain their season right now. Yeah, and so you know, all eyes are going to be on this week whether or not he practices or not. And and I and I think that there's a conversation that you can have that if he doesn't practice, if he doesn't play this week, I mean, how does that affect him playing into the playoffs on Sunday? Is what well? I mean, the following Sunday or the following weekend because we don't know when that game will be played. But there's a there's a conversation to be had about that because he has not yet practiced. So, you know, this is really a, a it feels like an ongoing saga here. And, uh, you know, you see so much, um, you know, the, the fan base just really is frustrated and and it's understandable. Right. I mean, like you're in the playoffs, but it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. You don't feel confident about this offense enough to feel like that they'll do any damage come playoff time because they can't score, they can't score touchdowns. They can't score more than, you know, um, what is it? 17 points. Ninth. What was the, what was the last uh, weekend in, in, in the Falcons game? Was it 17, nine? Uh, that was the, the score. Yeah. Um, Something to that regard. Either way, they ain't scoring yeah, points. They ain't, they, ain't, they ain't gotten the 20 points in I don't know how long. So, so And they lost that one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, the Jacksonville game. But Lamar was the starting quarterback for that right. one. And, right. and we could argue that the defense really did not play well in that game mm-hmm. um, as well. So, you know, listen, th- th- this is very interesting to see how this works, but I, if the Ra- if the Ravens feel like Lamar can play, and I'm and, and I'm not even talking about this weekend, I'm just saying like maybe next weekend, practice or not, you got to put him out there if he oh, can play. For sure. for sure, yeah. I mean, they they understand that he's the only one that gives them a chance to be able to you know make a run at this thing in the playoffs. Um, he's like Harb said on Monday, this offense is built for Lamar. The pieces yeah. are put in. For Lamar, um, they need to be able to go into the playoffs with their best player. And right now, they don't have him. And I, I think they understand that their days would be numbered if they went into the playoffs and had to start Tyler Huntley. And that's not a shot at Tyler Huntley. You're, he's a backup. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Um, you, this you, team is not constructed like the 49ers right. in which they have a third-string exactly. quarterback exactly. playing at, at a high level, mainly because of the guys that are surrounded by him and the scheme and the play calling. Mm-hmm. Like, they have so many things working in their favor, and the Ravens have none of those things. They don't have the constructed um, personnel. They don't have the play calling that – because the concepts are there, the schemes are there. The problem is, is that the offensive coordinator just doesn't want to do them consistently for whatever reason. So they have none of those things. So yeah, again, like you said, this is not a this is not a shot at Tyler Huntley. This is, I mean, if anything, we can say this is a shot at the organization. 
mm-hmm. you know, for, for giving this dude the keys. And the car is looking like a 75 Pinto right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are you supposed to do with that? You, you, you can't, you got to give them something more updated than what you got. So, right. you know. It's crazy. I mean, it is like, yeah, it, it's wild. You know, uh, it, the keys for success aren't there for him. The tools yeah. that he needs to be successful aren't there. Yep. It's the yep. same thing we say about Lamar. And we all agree that Lamar is better than Tyler Huntley. So it's it's tough to imagine that Tyler Huntley is going to be able to do more with this offense than Lamar can right now. Yeah, I mean, Lamar is a generational talent in terms of he can do a lot with less. Tyler Huntley doesn't have those same um, characteristics, unfortunately. And so this is where we are. And this is how the Ravens have gotten into the position where they are, where the fan base is not happy. And it's understandable. So uh, I think all eyes will be set on Wednesday's practice. And we will find out as the Ravens turn uh, (laughs) coming up soon. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Before we get to our next topic, just want to make sure that you're subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. So we've seen a decline, Cordell, in pass rush over the past few weeks. Um, You know, some guys are starting to look their age. I love Justin Houston. and And while he started off on fire. I think, you know, Father Time kind of got to him a little bit. And and he he's he's a guy that another one that contemplated retirement that in told us such and came back to play. Um, and so, you know, you got J JPP that's also playing. Um, and you know, that's hit or miss as well. I, you know, this is a guy that the Ravens just picked up off the street because they needed some help at the pass rusher position. You got a Dafe away who, I don't know what's going on. I, 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 he is, he's a non-factor at this point. And so it, it, it bows to the question on the health of David Ajabo. And so let me start by saying this. Coming back from an Achilles injury is, is, is I don't care what we started seeing, the trend of other people. It doesn't mean that everybody is going to bounce back the same, right? And I think that it's fair to say that because back in the day, this used to be an injury that would, you would not see the field for a whole, you know, calendar uh, football season. And so – now you're getting guys that are coming back, you know, modern technology helps, but at the end of the day, your body is what it is. And so you're seeing Ajabo be inactive, 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 you know, still, but still on the active roster. Okay. He's active, but he only was, you know, in for a couple of plays. I'm just trying to understand, you know, first of all, what's going on with the pass rush. And secondly, 
if David Ajabo is not 100%, I'm trying to understand what exactly it is that the Ravens are doing in terms of keeping him on the, the active roster because if he's not going to be able to play, then what exactly is he there for? Yeah, I totally agree. And this is a team right now that needs uh, anybody, any able body that can help them right now. They need them on this active roster. And I, I mean, I guess they, I think they did themselves a disservice after the draft by overestimating when he would be ready to play. You know, they, they, they were overly confident, I think, as far as when Ajaba will be able to return and look like himself. I think they, you know, he got out there for the one defensive snap a couple of weeks ago, but that just, at this point, it's starting to feel almost like a, see, we told you he'd be, he'd play. We said he'd play, but, you know, obviously we, we didn't, we didn't say he'd be uh, the guy that we expect him to be, you know, when he's healthy, which is fair, but it's obvious they don't think this dude is anywhere close to ready right now to being able to play. I mean, he's out there. He's on the practice field. I see him throughout the week. Um, it's just crazy that you get to game day and they don't have him out there. And right now, I mean, are the guys that you have on the field any, any better as far as pass rushers? I mean, Adolfe Owe has been on a milk carton all season. Um, and we can't even keep saying – like he's saying we, he got we got missing posters going on around town. That dude, that dude is missing in action. Wanted. He is wanted right now. Uh and I I just I just feel like even in the run game, it's not even working out anymore. You know, they, they've been getting ran on these last couple of weeks, and there's been a lot of outside zones that the edges aren't being sealed. It's a combination of a lot of things, and I'm not saying Adafe Owe is the only guy. But how much we said this earlier in the season, like how much can you expect out of Justin Houston? You you literally scraped every crumb out of that box to this point. You know, he is he's done better this season than we than any of us thought he would. Um, but right now you've got a guy that you've invested a first round pick in that has done nothing. And nothing. They took a shot on this dude. And I, it's, I'm not really trying to come in Adafi Owe. Uh, I think he's a great guy. He's always willing to talk to us when we're in the locker room. Cool dude. Um, but it's more so an organizational thing. They have tried to take a shot on some of these guys, Adafi Owe, Rashad Bateman. And not to say that these guys can't be good, and some are good. I think Rashad Bateman is good. Yeah, uh, but too. Brown that they used the first round pick on traded him away. Even the picks this year, it's, it's a lot of just chances being taken and not a, a lot of hits being made. I think for the record, Tyler Linderbaum is very good. I think he's yeah. very good. It can go possibly on to be one of the best centers in the league, if not the best center in the league, but in the NFL in this day and age, I'm not taking a center in the first round. I'm sorry. I'm not taking a center in the first round when I no longer have a number one wide receiver on my team. And even the guy that I think is my number one wide receiver is unproven. You know what I'm saying? That's more just potential right there. Yeah. I think he could be, but I haven't seen anything to say he is that guy today. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just I just feel like that they have kind of done themselves a disservice taking that's 
it's almost looking like a wasted pick. We're getting to that territory. I mean, and it's no fault of his own. The, the kid had zero sacks coming out of college. I mean, what did you, it's on his resume. He's telling, it's right there. But they thought they were the sack factory or something and that they could get him out of it and, and make him into a premier pass rusher. The potential is there in the measurements, but it's obviously not there in the production. Um, David Ajabo right now, another one is it, people that, and I like the pick at the time. I still think it's a very good value pick, especially if he goes on what he, you know, is expected to be. But again, it was a lot of receivers in this draft that they could have taken and have done something to help out their weakest side of the ball, their weakest position group on the team. And I think it ain't even close that it's their weakest position group on the team. Uh, it, it just seems like they they drop the ball too often for me in the draft, considering they're not able to get the players that they need out of free agency or via trade. I'm, I'm going to hold on how I feel about the Ojabo pick because it's very possible that he could be like the next big thing, right? right. So... I, I, you know, because we hear a lot of talk about, well, George Pickens was there. And, and so I, I hear you. I think from a short-sighted perspective, I understand the the, the frustration. I do. Um, <clears throat> but we know that this team is a team that likes to try to get past rushers. So I have to see how that pans out before I can get mad. Although I think that I completely understand the logic. It's not that I don't, because I do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just not ready to. I have to see how this pans out before I can feel an outrage about that. But this is who the Ravens are historically. I mean, they've always picked other guys over, you know, guys that people have felt like that they should have drafted, you know. Um, and we're always reminded of that because this is a fan base that just won't let it go. But ultimately, we have to – I think that the, this, this is a team that – doesn't bode well with drafting wide receivers. Again, I think I'm with you. I think Rashad Bateman is good. So I don't, I think he, you know, I know he hasn't played much um, in, in his two seasons, but when he has played, he's been, a, I mean, we, he makes a difference because right. he, he has to take a top defender with him, you know, and I'm alone kind of gives you, you know, what you need that to open up some other things on the offense. Um but this is a team that historically just doesn't, you know, do wide receivers. But what they do do historically is pass rushers. And that's the problem that I'm having here is that who is going to step up? Who that is currently available is going to step up. And, uh, and by saying this, Cordell, I'm specifically talking to the young one. Because mm -hmm. I can only expect, and by the young one, I mean Adafi Owen. Because I can only expect so much from Justin Houston. I can only expect so much from a JPP who just was taken off the street in order to play. There's only so much I can ask these veteran guys to do. But you, a first-round draft pick, now it's very possible that maybe you just wasn't, the first-round pick was not where you were supposed to be taken. And there's that, right? Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, the potential is there, but apparently if you don't reach it, then what's the point? Then what is potential if you never reach it, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's that argument, but I, you got to, I don't know. I don't know what it is you need to do. Do you have the yips? Do you need to get in the weight room? Because too many times I'm seeing you get put on your back. 
something is wrong here. And so you got to figure out a way to fix what it is that you, that uh, what your play to elevate your game is. Do you need to watch more film? I don't know what's going on. All I know is, is that there's a certain expectation that comes where your placement is and you have not even scratched the expectation of what you were supposed to be, which is more head scratching about the Ajabo situation because are you just keeping him on the active roster in hopes that, oh, he's going to, you know, be 100% healthy by the time the playoffs is here? Well, guess what? We're two weeks away from that playoff game. Yeah. Less than, than excuse me, less than two weeks. And So what's needs, the point? He needs some sort of experience going out there and trying to chase down some of these exactly. quarterbacks. I mean, the quarterbacks that he's going to face in the playoffs are going to be premier quarterbacks we know the yep. type of teams that are you know are sitting above the ravens in the standards kansas city buffalo cincinnati jacksonville i mean trevor lawrence ain't you know he, he's mobile himself he can move around um yep. you know justin herbert's up there so i don't know i don't understand what this is going on in this situation again i think that they kind of put their foot in their mouth uh after the draft saying that they would, we would see him now and they're almost forcing themselves to have to do this. But you talk to him, he'll tell you he's ready to go. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely a unique situation right now. Again, he was active, I mean, inactive yet again for the Steelers game. I mean, I see no indication why he'd be activated this week um, against Cincinnati. For I mean, who are you sitting down at this point? I, I think they could find a roster spot for him. For sure, uh, but they got to get something out of this pass rush. They got two sacks against Pittsburgh, really one sack because one of them was him tripping over Najee Harris. The the pass rush needs to wake up come playoff time because we've seen that this defense can get ripped up in the pass game, and if they give these types of quarterbacks all day to throw the ball, it's going to get ugly. Now I will say, you asked earlier about who's helping in the pass rush. I do like the way they're blissing Kyle Hamilton a lot more. Yes, I do too. I've yes, been I agree. About a lot more as the season has gone on and they're, they're really going heavy with that. Um, I, I like his, his size and his, his length coming off that edge. He's just got to get it a little more fine. So he gave up some plays Sunday night, but I, I think he, the, the more he does that, the better he'll be as a blesser. Yeah, I agree. So the Ravens have to figure out what exactly it is. It, we're we're we got two games left. <laughs> sorry to keep saying that, but if Tyler Huntley is the starting quarterback, I'm sorry, it's two games, and we all know it. We all feel it in our bones. And even if Lamar comes back, I think you feel like, look, I mean, he's not 100, percent so the chances are slim. That being said, you know. If the guy's not gonna play, then put him on IR and figure out somebody else that can find a way to make a um, that that can make, you know, a, a presence on this team right now. Because apparently, he, he if he's not a hundred percent and you're afraid to put him out there, then there's no point in him wasting a roster spot, none whatsoever. You know, so I, I just think that you need to put him away and allow him to heal if he's not ready, and look forward to next year. Look forward to, you know, next season and see exactly how that's going to play out. But as of right now, all of this just makes no sense to me. And we're at the end of the season. All right. Before we get into our last segment, have you subscribed to the Women Drive podcast? If not 
please hit the subscribe button. So then that way you can get all of your news for your Baltimore Ravens from Cordell and me. All right. First, Cordell, I really want to say that um, our thoughts and our prayers go to um, the family of DeMar Hamlin and um, the Buffalo Bills, as well as the Cincinnati Bengals and T. Higgins uh, for the uh, situation that happened on Monday night in which we all witnessed um, and him going, which has now been confirmed as him going into cardiac arrest. So uh, I just want to extend our condolences and I want to hope and pray that Hamlin has a, a full recovery um, from what happened. And, and so I, I've been, you know, feverishly just checking on updates to see how this is all playing out. Um, but we know that Monday night's game was canceled, rightfully so, um, due to what had happened on the field. And um, the NFL has already come out and said that that game will not be replayed. So so this is an interesting... Well, it might still be replayed, just not this week. Well, yes, okay, not, not this week, which yeah. means that the rest of the league has to somehow get delayed. This is a logistical nightmare. And, and again, this is not us saying this um, because we care about the what happened to the teams more than this player. Right. I want to be clear about that. Um, I was extremely um, distraught last night, and um, it was really good to see the humanity of people um, and, and their condolences and contributing to his toy drive as a result. It was a great thing to see people actually care about these players because I think a lot of times we, we view these players as entertainment pieces and not human beings. So I just want to make that clear that Cordell nor me um, are, are concerned about the league. It's a conversation that does need to be had, though, because unfortunately the league is going to resume at some point. Right. So that's how we are, we're getting here. And so this is going to be an interesting thing that plays out because if they're suggesting that at some point that that game will be replayed, well, I don't know how that's going to happen. And I don't know how that works for the rest of the league. And there's so many different things that takes place in that um, because obviously that game was going to have – um, an effect on the Ravens Bengals game that was coming up because if the Bengals lost, it allowed the Ravens to still be in contention for the AFC North. Um, it also was potentially going to change the timing of the game to 425 had the Bengals lost. Um, but now we're in a situation where we don't even know if there's going to be any games this weekend, any yeah. Um, I mean, I would not be surprised if they think about this and say, hey, let's take this whole week off because a lot of people were traumatized about what they saw, um, which means everything is going to get pushed back at yeah. least a week. Um, and so you wonder how this affects the rest of the league and how this affects the playoffs because unfortunately there are playoff implications with that game um, going in as well. Cause the bills were still trying to vie for, uh, they currently have the number one seed. They're trying to solidify 
the number one seed. The Chiefs obviously keep winning, so they have to keep winning. So there's that part of it. And then again, we already mentioned the the Bengals and the the Ravens potentially are still in a fight for uh, first place in the AFC North. So not that it matters. Because as of right now, you know the 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 one thing that does matter is the that 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 young man finds a way to get to a hundred percent, and that he is able to fully recover um, from his injuries. Uh, that being said, you know I don't know how this can play out, and if the, you can keep the Super Bowl on time as a result. Yeah, it, it's it's a bad situation all around. Um, that was probably the most horrific scene that I've uh-huh. I've probably seen uh, in my life watching the play, watching football. Um, I've seen people get have broken legs and and all that stuff and have those type of injuries, but to see somebody's life literally potentially being lost on the football field that that right there it changes how you how you look at the game a little bit. Um, yeah. And so and and it's crazy because we all know that like you can get seriously injured playing this game and it's always in the back of your mind that you could really just possibly lose your life to a hit, due to a hit or something like that but to actually see somebody really come close to that yeah on the TV it it really uh puts it it puts it into perspective and yeah um I'm, I was glad to see that they were able to just not have to play that game because that wouldn't have been right. And I think we take for granted how much football is mental. And if if you go out on the football field and you're you know you're not ready to do what comes with playing football and play at that high intensity and play with that level of aggression you know, and at the same time, be willing to take a hit and, right. and, and, you know, or give one or, or give one and have the confidence that you're going to get back up. It, it really messes with your psyche. I don't, and I think that's the part that people aren't really like thinking about, like everybody understands that it's tough for these guys, but it's tough for them. I think in a multitude of, for, of different reasons, you know, uh, obviously for these Bills players, even some of the Bengals, because all of these guys know each other. They've been playing, you know, on different teams in the past with each other or college teams or high school. You never know, you know, so uh, they all know each other some way, shape or form. And to see a, their brother down on the ground like that is 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 traumatizing. It's traumatizing just for us. And we ain't even out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I am I am. I understand the monumental shift and impact that this is going to have on the league and what they have to do going forward. At at the end of the day, you know, they they're going to have to operate the way that they operate because they're still a business. They have to, you know, do what they do, you know, make their decisions based off of what they feel is right. Um, So to answer your question, I think everything is on the table. Like you said, they fall. We know they could cancel every game this week because this is a this was something every player in the league I felt like yep. probably saw and was just like, wow, you know. Um, so I, I really I, I think everybody's kind of at a standstill right now. We don't know what's about to happen 
like like I said, they they already said that the uh, game won't be played this week. And this game, both of these teams have a chance at the first seed still because Cincinnati is a game behind Buffalo right now. Cincinnati wins this game. They're now oh, valid because they beat Kansas City. They beat Kansas City. So Kansas City loses next week and Buff and, and Cincinnati beats Baltimore. Cincinnati's got the one seed, you know, so it's and, and obviously, like you said, the Ravens are waiting to see the outcome of this game because they, you know, it impacts them and the, their division hopes. And it's just it's a it's a lot of things going on right now. And like I said, everybody's at a standstill and it's crazy because the Ravens could use another week <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you know, there's that part too. I didn't want right. to be the one to say it, but since you, yeah. since you're the one, I mean, you know, yeah, they, they could use another week, you know, uh, for their own personal reasons, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's such a, I don't, I don't know what anybody could say. I mean, I give credit to the people that stood up there on ESPN and stuff all night, Ryan Clark and Scott Van Pelt and Lisa Salters and them, you know, to Booger McFarlane and them, they, to be able to sit up there and talk about it at the length that they did and, and be as thoughtful as they were. I mean, because I, I think it hit everybody in different ways. And even people that don't know this dude from Joe Schmo on the, on the street, you know, you, you see somebody just collapse like that. It's scary. You yeah. know, it's scary. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what you can do about this. I think if you're, if you're not going to play that game and that game has so many implications that personally, I think that this weekend's game should be on hold. That's what I think. I think you, because I, how are you going to try to fit that game in and then force them to play a game on, in the same weekend? This is not the Ravens. Um, game against the Steelers in which all the, the everybody got COVID. You know what I'm saying? That was a different situation. We potentially witnessed a man possibly being revived from death. I can't imagine the emotional and mental gymnastics that people were that were actually there, including fans, had to witness. Included and, and it affected me. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't there. I'm watching it on TV like everybody else. But right. I cried so bad because, you know, this is a young man that's just trying to play a game he loves. And in addition to that, you know, providing for his family. And right. he potentially almost lost his life doing that. You know what I'm saying? And we've never seen something like that before. Yes, we've seen Ryan Shazier get, uh, unfortunately, get, temp you know, paralyzed. And that was sad within itself. You know what I mean? And we see guys go out with concussions all the time and broken bones and such. And all those things are still awful things to witness. Don't get me wrong. But I think seeing when the minute you hear CPR and AED machine, that's a different ball game. And that's something that, you know, it clearly affected both teams. Guys were just crying uncontrollably. I can't imagine what it was like to play. And I can't imagine you trying to make me play a game on Sunday either, quite frankly. Like, I'm yeah. not over that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just I in think, a couple of days. I so, think everybody needs a you break. You know? To be honest, I do too. I, 
I feel like we all need a break. You, you, we, you know, it's them for sure. Players around the league, yeah. fans that were even like you mentioned the fans earlier. You know, the fans at the game and the fans that were at home watching. I mean, and I'm a guy that loves football to death. Like I can't. I, I hate when football season is done. I can't stand my weekends when there's no football. <laughs> but even for a guy like that. I, I understand right now, like, man, I, I need a little bit of a, a a pause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need to be able to take a step back real quick because that was a lot. That that was a lot. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen everybody in the football community come together like that. And for, you know, maybe ever, you know, um, but that that was crazy. Yeah. I just really hope that the NFL does the right thing by their players. I understand that, that we live in a capitalistic society and I understand that you want to get people back to work and such, but allow these players to, to deal with what they, what they witness, allow these players to tell you how they're feeling. And if they are not feeling ready to move forward, I can't understand you forcing other teams to do it just because they weren't there. I, you know, they all witnessed it and they all work in that same industry and it could have easily been them and that could be coming across their minds every day and I just don't understand how if they are overwhelmingly saying I'm not interested in playing a football game this weekend how you uh, you force them to do that I don't think that you should I think you got to figure it out you're the NFL you can do anything you want you can do anything you want so you know figure it out yes is it logistically is it going to be a nightmare sure it is but sometimes you got to do what's right. And that's just what it is. And I hope that they find a way to do the right thing by these guys. And if they collectively don't want to play, do not force them to play. They should not have to play. And also get these guys some help. Hopefully get a therapist that can talk to these guys. Because what they saw is going to stick to their brain. Um, maybe forever. You know? And you got to talk, you got to talk to somebody that can help you get through that. You have to. And I pray that they give them the resources for that because they're, I'm sure there's guys that's going to need it. So we'll find out um, how that works this weekend. And you already mentioned, I mean, uh, sad to say, but look, uh, if, if they take an extra week off, that's actually favorable for the Ravens. And so we don't know how that's going to go, but we will find out soon enough. Um, I feel like, the, you know, we'll know. Um, by Friday's episode, if there will be a game played on Sunday. So we'll find that out soon. So again, I, I just want to um, extend our prayers to the Hamlin family, the Buffalo Bills family, and the family for the Bengals and T. Higgins, because I'm sure that he's not giving himself enough grace um, for his part in it. And it's not his fault, not at all. So just want to extend that. So I want to thank you all for listening. We'll find out on Friday's episode if there will be a game. We'll also find out if Lamar is practicing. And uh, we'll talk more about it. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. <laughs>